excited about bringing God's Word to you today. Before I do, I want to remind you that this past Thursday, Michael Eatman, Rosa Williams, and I had a conversation, a very honest conversation, about race and the church. Now, this was our third conversation. Each one has been very special. By all means, we only scratched the surface, but I believe each one of them are profound, helpful, and heartfelt. I want to encourage you to go back and listen to each one of those because I believe it's important that you understand how we view racism and inequality. You can go to our YouTube channel and, and watch each one of those because I believe they'll be very helpful to you and even help you in your conversations. Because my prayer is that as we have these public conversations, that they'll turn into many private conversations where we can share our pain, help each other heal, help each other grow, and be better for it because we are so in a great place to really bring reconciliation, understanding uh, to each of our partners and friends at IFC. So thank you for taking the time to watch those. You'll be glad you did. Now today, in the light of everything that's going on around the world, you know, here we are in the process of reopening businesses and houses of worship, uh, the devastating unemployment and financial challenges, and we're in a big fight here in our nation uh, to understand the, the importance of, 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 of freedom and liberty, equality and justice. In the light of all that today, I want to talk about character. And I've entitled my message today, Hello, Your Character is Showing. Hello, Your Character is Showing. I believe that's a, a very revealing title here today. And I believe it's going to help us understand some very important things in the midst of all the pressure, in the midst of all the challenges, in the midst of every situation that's going on that we're facing. I believe it's very important that we truly understand the importance more than ever about our character. Let's get right to our big takeaway for today. Here's our one big main truth I want us to go home with today. God is far more interested in who you are than in what you do. Let me say that again. God is far more interested in who you are than in what you do. Because who you really are is really important. Who you really are on the inside is really a big deal. So this big takeaway, I believe, is going to really help us understand the heart of God when it comes to our, our character. Your internal attitudes, your values, they guide you through life and are way more important than people often think. Now, here's why I believe this is so important. As individuals, we can't get so focused on our fears and worries that we ignore who we're becoming. As individuals, we can't get so caught up in our hurts and offenses that we ignore who we are becoming. As individuals, we can't get so caught up in our anger and our rage that we ignore who we are becoming. Now, why is this so important? Because character matters. It absolutely matters. In God's eyes, character always supersedes our fears and our worries. In God's eyes, character always supersedes our emotions and painful feelings that we might be going through. So character really does matter. Let's take a minute and let's, let's build a case for character. 
Why is character so important and what is character? To help us understand what character is, let me make two very important distinctions so you know what character is and what character is not. So, number one, the first distinction is character is much more than reputation. Character is much more than reputation. You know, there's a, a, a famous coach, Coach John Wooden, uh, who is the head coach of UCLA, always said this to his players. And here's what he said. This was so important. Be more concerned with your character than with your reputation. Your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. That's so powerful when you think about it. And what a, uh, an awesome coach to be able to share that with his young players, to help them understand the difference between their character and their reputation. See, your character is the real you. The second distinction you need to understand today is number two, character is much more important than personality. Now, personality is big. We know that, that we have so many different kinds of personalities in our world today, but character is much more than personality. So we know that in the news, we see such a variety of personalities, don't we? And the word personality comes from the Latin word persona, which originally was used to denote the masks worn by theater players in Greek drama. And so we could say that personality could be described as the mask we wear for the world to see. The mask we wear for the world to see. Anyone can decide uh, by a choice of the will to change their personality at any time. Just as you would a mask put on something, a different kind of mask to show a different part of what you wanted to portray. Someone's personality may include such characteristics as charm and graciousness and charisma. And while others may include such characteristics as cynical, arrogant, and rude, personality has much more to do with your style than consistency. Here, please listen. Influence and leadership that makes a lasting impact has much more to do with character than personality. See, I want to make a lasting impact. I want you, partners and friends, to make a lasting impact. I want our young adults and our teenagers and everyone in the work workplace and families to make a lasting uh, an impact. And, and in order to do that, our character is much more important than our personality. Very important, the character, your character is the real you. Now listen to what Dr. Mark Rutland describes character as in his book, Character Matters. Here's what he says. The English word character is from a Latin root that means engraved. Like a block of granite engraved with care or hacked with reckless disregard will at the end be either a masterpiece or a marred rubble. Character, the composite of virtues and values etched in living stone will determine its true, no, true worth. No cosmetic enhancement, no decorative drapery can make useless stone into enduring art. Only character can do that. Man, that's so profound. 
It shows us how much character really matters. It shows us how it really reveals the real us and the impact character can have or the negative impact that when we lack character, it can have in our lives. So why is character so important? It's very important that you understand the reason why character is so important. Let me say it this way. Character is who you are when no one is looking. Now that's important because we can be whatever we want to be and put that mask on when others are watching us. But character is who you are when no one is looking. Character is how you treat people who can't do anything for you. Right? Character is how you treat people that are different than you. That's important. Character is how you respond or react when adversity comes knocking on your door, especially when it comes knocking on your door when you didn't expect it. And we are living in that season right now. So character, character is so important and it helps us to really recognize how we need to continue to grow in our walk with God, developing our character. Character says, listen, I refuse to get paid under the table. Character says, I will not lie on my income tax and my resume. Character says, I will not sleep with you until we get married because true love does not take what doesn't belong to me. Character says, I don't act one way on Sunday and another way Monday through Saturday. Character says, who I am at home in front of my spouse and kids is who I am at work. Character says, I refuse to live selfishly only thinking about myself. Character says, I will not judge you by the color of your skin, but by the content of your character. See, character is so important. Character speaks volumes about every area of our life. It speaks of volumes of how we're going to live, and it, and it makes it very plain. It, it takes out all the many choices of how we can live. When you're a man or a woman, a person of character, man, it, it, there's a lot of things and areas, attitudes, words, um, uh, thinking. We just won't go there because our character won't let us do it. The Bible compares spiritual growth to uh, a seed, a building, and a child growing up. Each metaphor requires active participation. Seeds must be planted and cultivated. Buildings must be built, they just don't appear. And children must eat and exercise to grow. So while effort has nothing to do with salvation, listen very carefully, it has much to do about your character development. It just flat out takes work. It just flat out means that there is effort that you need to put into. Thank God we're saved by grace. Thank God for the goodness of God and the mercy of God. But you know, when it comes to growing up, when it comes to working out your salvation, when it comes to being uh, the, the gift that God wants you to be here in this world of ours, it will require effort and work on your part. At least eight times in the New Testament, we are told to make every effort in our growth toward becoming like Jesus. You don't just sit around and wait for it to happen. If you want to make impact in the world, if you want to make a difference in our world, if you want to make a difference in, in the discussion 
discussions that are taking place around us and, and the challenges of being in a pandemic and the challenges of, of unemployment and financial challenges. This will require character in every arena that we find ourselves in. I love how Paul explains uh, Christ-like character in Ephesians chapter 2. We'll start at verse 22. And he gives us two main responsibilities we have to each be proactive about if we want to develop Christ-like character. Here's what Ephesians 4, 22 says. It says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. It goes on to say, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Man, these are very good verses today. So important in our development of our character and really give us some really important information here and direction for us to understand. And, and we could spend a lot more time on what I'm, than I'm, what I'm going to spend on this, but I want to give you some highlights here because it's so important that you understand this. And right away it says, throw off your old sinful nature. So number one, we must understand, number one, we must choose to throw off the old ways of thinking. That's very important. We throw off the old ways of thinking. And I think about this and read the scripture. I think of, man, it's time to change our clothes, if you will. It's time to change uh, our garments. Try, start, starting to change that which we wear on a regular basis. Throw off the old. That means divest yourself of it. Refuse to accept it. No longer justify it or give place to it in your life. Acknowledge your sin that's been caused by selfishness and wrong thinking. So throwing it off is an important first step. It has to be the first step if we're going to develop Christ-like character and we're going to change the way we think and, 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 and really open up our hearts to God's maturity and growth process in our lives. I love Ephesians 4.22 in the Message Bible. It says, everything connected with that old way of life has to go. Wow. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. Man, that's pretty strong language, right? So anytime we find ourselves in this old way of life, in this old attitude that creeps on us, in this old attitude that rises up in our flesh and the old man and the habits of the old man that rises up, we got to realize, man, that's rotten through and through. We have to get rid of it. So it's very important that we do that if we want to develop Christ-like character. Amen. That's the first step, but it's only half of the picture. Verse 24 goes on to say, Put on your new nature, created in, 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 in to be like Christ, truly righteous and holy. So number two, we have to learn, we must put on. We first throw off, put off. But now we put on the character of Christ by developing new godly habits. That's so important that now we realize the process of maturing, the process of growing up. We have to throw off the old and we have to put on the new. See, your character essentially 
the sum total of everything you do every day. It's how you habitually act. So here the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 23 and 24 in the message paraphrase, it says, and then take on an entirely new way of life, a God fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Wow, that's that's so wonderful to know that God desires to reproduce his character in you so that you can be mature, grown up, understanding how character can guide you and lead you. See, spiritual maturity is neither instant nor automatic. It is a gradual, progressive development that will take the rest of your life. This is not someplace that we suddenly arrive. This is work 24-7. This is work every day. This is work no matter what the environment. This is work no matter what the voices are, no matter what we've been through for all these weeks and months. You will always be a work in progress. <laughs> you know, I will always be a work in progress. We're never done. There's always something else to work on. God is a process God, and we must never despise the process. When you despise the process, you limit your own maturity. You limit your development. You limit your growth process. See, much confusion in, in the Christian life comes from ignoring the simple truth that God is far more interested in building your character than anything else. See, I, I hear these questions uh, pretty frequently. And I, I'll hear a question like, what career should I choose? And the truth is there are many careers that could be God's perfect will for your life. But what God cares most about is whatever you do, do it in a Christ-like manner. I hear people say, well, I'm angry and offended. What should I do? Well, the truth of the matter is you'll, you always should go to God first before you go to people. But what God cares most about is that whatever you do, you do it in a Christ-like manner. I've heard people say, should I protest or should I not protest? Well, the truth of the matter is you need to follow after peace. But what God cares most about is whatever you do, do it in a Christ-like manner. Because that represents who you are. That represents your legacy, your name. It represents who you are in Christ. Everything we do, whatever it is, and dealing with our hurts and pains, and dealing with the voices of today, and dealing with all the fears and anxieties, absolutely, we know we need to go to the Word and make sure we do it God's way. But at the end of the day, right, it's all about doing what we do in a Christ-like manner. God is far more interested in who you are than what you do. The Bible warns us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and the message says this, Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Wow. Let that pause for a moment. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. 
readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Man, this is so good. This is rich information today. This will help you because this is God's plan for you to continue to grow and develop and be all that you need to be in God. See, you must take a counter-cultural decision to focus on becoming more like Jesus. Otherwise, other forces like peers, parents, co-workers, culture will try to mold you into their image. And so that's why character is so important, because character is we are being engraved inside of our hearts. We're being engraved in the image of Christ. And so we, because that is so strong in us, we don't allow our peers, our parents, our co-workers, our friends, our, uh, the culture to mold us into some other kind of image, because the image of Christ is so strong in us. The image of Christ is dominant. The image of Christ is so real to us that it's always our lens. It's always what we're looking at. It's always what we're focused on. And from that place is how we then respond to the world around us. It's how we become. It's how we act uh, to the world around us. See, God's ultimate goal, listen, is not your comfort, but for your character development. See, none of this that we're going through is comfortable. None of this that we're going through is easy. None of this that we're going through do we have all the answers. Man, it stirs up fears and anxieties and, and, and awkwardness to say, I don't know if I'll say the right thing. I might say something wrong. Um, there's a constant source of frustration, agitation that's attached to all of this. Are you kidding me? This is so real right now and so uncomfortable for all of us. But see, in your being uncomfortable, this is where God wants to continue to form and fashion your character development. It's so important. See, here's the bottom line concerning racism. We can talk about our feelings all day long. We can peacefully protest. We can pass new legislation. We can keep authorities transparent and accountable and so much more, and I'm in favor of all of those. But if we don't change the condition of the human heart, continual frustration and anger will rule the day. See, there's so many good things that we can do. But if those good things are not wrapped up in a changed heart, it's still the frustration and the ongoing nature of everything we're dealing with will continue to scream at us on every occasion. Racism is a heart issue. And I've said it over and over again, and it's ultimately a sin issue, not a skin issue. See, God never labeled us black or white, Jew or Gentile, male or female, but as human beings, and all one under the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ. That's what's so important today, that God is not into labels. And so we shouldn't be labeling. Oh, I know it's easy to label. I know it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to label me and to label you and, and, and be in that place where we're constantly struggling with our identity. But I'm telling you, this all boils down to a heart issue. 
It all boils down to how we handle our character. I love Ezekiel eleven nineteen. It says this about your heart. I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. Man, that's so good. I want a tender, responsive heart. And I know deep down you want a tender, responsive heart. I love another translation says, a sensitive, responsive heart to the touch of God. Man, we all need a touch of God right now. I need a touch from God. Every one of us who are in the middle of all this, we need a fresh touch from God so that we can be responsive to God's heart, so that we can have a soft heart, a tender heart, not a hard, stony, stubborn heart, but a heart that's open and teachable and a heart that's willing to learn and a heart that is open to understand and recognize that, that, that we really are in a position that we can learn and grow and help bring healing to so many people's lives. God's ultimate goal for your life, again, it's not your comfort. It's your character development. Now, here's what we've said at IFC for, for many years. Here at IFC, we will always celebrate your ethnicity and respect your culture. We've been doing that for 39 years. We have been in a place where we will celebrate your ethnicity and respect your culture. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we will build IFC on the culture of the kingdom. That's what makes IFC work, is while we celebrate our uniquenesses, while we celebrate all the, the beauty of, of this living laboratory called International Family Church, while we celebrate this beautiful gift that God has given us, we recognize the bottom line is we will camp out, we will stand up on, we will believe in, I will raise my hand towards the culture of the kingdom every single day. It's God's way of doing things. See, we have to understand something. God has an agenda. He does. I know that the left has an agenda, the right has an agenda, but we have to understand something. God has an agenda. The devil wants to divide and conquer us, but Christ must always be at our center. And you might ask, what is God's agenda? Well, God's agenda is that every man and woman may come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I never get tired of reading the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3, 16 and 17. It says this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. My goodness, that verse never gets, I never get tired of reading that verse and thanking God for that verse and realizing that we're all a part of that verse. For God so loved the world. That means the entire human family. That's what that was referring to. The entire human family. God loves us and God cares deeply about us. And that is God's agenda. So I want to encourage you in the midst of all this, how's your character? What's your character like? 
It's always showing. What is it telling the world? What is it telling those out in the streets and out in the byways and highways? What's it telling your family? What's it telling your coworkers and your friends and peers? And, and what's it saying to our culture? Because my character is always speaking. Your character is always speaking. What's the message being spoken through your character? What is the message that is coming across in a negative way or a positive way? Because the bottom line is our big takeaway for today. Remember, God is far more interested in who you are than in what you do. I'm not diminishing what you do. I'm not saying what you do is not is, is, is significant. It's not. It's very important. But here, God is far more interested in who you are than what you do. Now, I believe with all my heart that, that Christ continually must be the center of our lives. Is Christ in the center of your heart? Is Christ in the center of where your life emanates from, the real you? Because whatever, if Christ is not the center, then rage, anger, offense, bitterness, insecurities, fears, they are at our core. They're in our center. Whatever's in the center communicates out to the world around us. I want Christ to be in my center because that settles me, that stabilizes me, that gives me the right vision and, and image of the culture of the kingdom. What is in your center? If Christ is not in your center, I would encourage you today to make sure that Christ is there in your center. It's very easy to make sure that Christ is there. We're going to pray a prayer here and believe God that, that not only will you who are developing your character and recognizing how important your character is, that this message truly helped you to center you in on how we should respond to what's around us. It really all wraps around our character. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, I want to pray and make sure that you can open up your heart today so that Jesus can come live on the inside and forgive you from your sins and live as the center of your life. Amen. I want Christ to be the center of my world. I want you to make sure that Christ is at the center of your world. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this message today. Lord, I thank you that, that you are so desiring that we develop and mature and grow and recognize that the most important part of us is what's on the inside of our heart. But the most important part of us is our character and the continual growth and development of our Christ-like character. May the world see Jesus through us. May we be his hands and his feet and his eyes and his ears and his mouthpiece. May we represent Christ well during difficult seasons. May we here at IFC stand up tall and strong and allow Jesus to shine through us. That we'll be passionate about our walk with God and that everything we say and do will be influenced by Christ being at the center of our heart. I pray, Father God, that we will respond in the way that honors God, that exemplifies Christ-like character, that shows us that God's Word is real and 
ever alive on the inside of our hearts. I pray, Father God, that we will continue to blossom and grow during these difficult times. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat this very simple prayer after me right now. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. I need you, Jesus. Forgive me from my sins. I believe you died for me. I believe you shed your blood for me. I declare you as my Lord and Savior. And I receive by faith forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for praying that prayer with me today. And online there, there's opportunities for you to connect and, and, and grow and get more information. And we would love to connect with you. We would love to hear from you and help you in any way we possibly can. Hey, listen, before we go, I've got a fun announcement for you. Next Sunday, we're having a drive-by miss you party here in our parking lot. You might think, what's a drive-by miss you party? Well, we are going to be here in the parking lot, the church parking lot, next Sunday between one o'clock and three o'clock. Our staff will be here and we just wanna say hello. We just wanna tell you how much we miss you. We would love to see your face. And we've got some treats. You know, anytime we do anything here at IFC, there's going to be something sweet, something tasty uh, that we would love to give you. So would you please mark that down next Sunday, a drive-through We Miss You party here at IFC. You'll hear more about it throughout the week, but we would love to see you because we miss you dearly. And we're so excited about what God is doing in your life. Stay steady, stay strong. We love you. God bless you.